You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Welcome back to the to to do do apparently <laughs> to the Salty Sex Cast. I was so excited, my tongue couldn't keep up. that's adorable oh thanks (laughs) and it's kind of hard i feel like i'm missing half my senses because i am still feeling slightly blind um i got lasik recently and have to wear sunglasses indoors because lights are still really really bothering me you look hilarious in the studio thank you (laughs) um but it really is like when one of your senses is dulled, mm. you feel like you just can't be available all around. Like I am actually uh, really I, sensitive to the sounds right now because my eyes aren't quite there. And I'm like, can you turn that down? Like the TV in my house. <laughs> and my husband loves to watch TikToks. And so he was watching TikTok. But then we also had the TV going and I was like that irritated the shit out of me. And I did not mean to get so aggressive but I like grabbed the remote and just turned off the TV. I was like, if you were going to watch that, like why watch the other one? And so it was just too much sound. And then I couldn't really hear. And I was really trying to like keep my eyes open and do something, then sit around. It was great. So like recovery, I've tried to keep my eyes closed and I've got to catch up on all my other podcasts that I do like to listen to. Oh, that's great. So you had some time to yourself. Thank you. So anyone who wants to use our podcast as a LASIK recovery here's your episode i guess no i'm just kidding but so uh mariah yes tell me who who you are my name is mariah (laughs) and i just got lasik so i can see but i am also um i have a master's degree in health promotion and education and i'm a board certified health and wellness coach and a certified health education specialist so health and wellness and coaching are my jam Sweet. Yeah. Well, who are you, Pamela? I'm Pamela. And I co-own Silk and Salt Photography, which is a boudoir photography studio. That specializes in female empowerment and body positivity. We just want to spread love. Huge on the body positivity. Oh, I love watching your guys' posts and everyone who gets on there. I think it's just incredible. And there's a story behind every photo. Mm-hmm. And how well those photos like just bring out the like the true highlights of that person. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we we run a very inclusive studio. So uh, most, if not all, boudoir photographers we we've noticed they really only post like skinny bitches, and mm-hmm. um, and our clients are all shapes and sizes, and we love that. Yes. Anyway. Enough about business. And and who is the buttons guy back there who's not getting my like hand signals of, hey, I need the show notes pulled up, sir, because oh. my brain is <laughs> dumb today. So I'm like, here, point point out of the camera. I'm hoping I'm not in view. I thought you were trying to get the camera. I thought you were no. trying to get me to turn the camera around. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Turn the camera back on to me, please. Yeah. No. Anyway, who are you, Brady? I'm Brady, the owner of Murder Shack Studios. Where we are at currently recording inside of. Yeah. Inside of the murder shack. Welcome inside to the murder shack. Love it. Yeah. Mm. It's actually, it feels nice and toasty today. Usually it's quite chilly when I'm, so thank you so much for making it comfortable for us. Yeah. The snow is insulating us right now. It's probably what it is. <laughs> oh, probably yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah it's so, pretty snowy outside. So a few weeks ago we set our sex resolutions. How are you guys doing on those? Very poorly. Really good. Brady, what was yours and where's your count? Well, I lost count. Oh, you're supposed to keep a tally. <laughs> um, That's a good thing. That well, is a good thing. I can add four just from the last two days. So. Good Dang. Job. Good job. Yeah. And this was eating. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> performing uh why is that so funny i don't know why why didn't you say pussy (laughs) 
<laughs> I wasn't sure how dirty we were going My early. Delicate flower. I know. So we're, we're there. We have already said the P word. I'm just kidding. Like I've ever censored myself a fucking day in my life. I think eating pussy sounds better than cunnilingus though. Does it? I think so. To me. I think they're about the same. Yeah. I really want to say cuntilingus. Like that's what kind of wants to come out of my mouth. Cuntilingus. Cuntilingus. Cause it's cunt, uh, cunnilingus. Anyway, I like the word. <laughs> I like the word cunt. And every once in a while, if something sounds like it, I'm like, <laughs> how but, are you doing on your sex solution? Oh, and it's on my mind and I'm being slightly more intentional, mm. but it's still not a huge priority, but it's still there and it's growing. And, and since it's, I've made that commitment publicly, I don't want to disappoint any of my listeners. Yeah. Your listeners will be pissed if you don't masturbate, Mariah. Right. Right. They're probably just like, God, this woman can't play with herself. Who is she? I can't even trust her. Um, yeah. So one update one. So is that total three? Uh, sure that's what we're gonna say and i need to now write this down brady can't can okay. we keep a tally on the whiteboard yeah, I feel yeah. Like we should keep a tally on we the whiteboard do. so here's the thing about mine <laughs> yes <laughs> you need a lot of pre-work it's i'm having the hardest time finding the right man to fulfill this role for me because he needs to be like attractive to myself and my other female partner um, both physically, but also like just personality on the personality level. Mm -hmm. Um, and needs to be, uh, our friend, but super detached about the sex. <laughs> like I don't want anybody, you know, that wants to start a relationship with me. You've got enough. Right I have now. enough of that. And so it, it needs to be just casual fun, but. And then they they need to be pretty available too, so it's a it's a That's, tall order. That is, it's a really tall order. And like we've we've been like putting our feelers out and kind of meeting people and stuff and just. But again, you're putting some intentional energy out there. Yeah. So that's what that's why we set those resolutions. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I haven't had plenty of anal sex lately, and sometimes like. Um, Amanda and Henry will, will double penetrate me. That's nice. Amanda oh, will fun. put on a strap on. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you're still enjoying it and but it's not the same. I, yeah, it's, okay. n it's not the same. Okay. I, well, I don't know. It's good, but there's just something about two penis, like Mm. Peni, <laughs> but no. What, but what do you call them? Because like I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about like a natural penis versus a dildo, and they had like special names for them. Have you heard that before? No. I have to go back and listen to it. Analog and digital. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. But um, I let's take a moment and give a big shout out to all those who've made this podcast possible and have financially supported our endeavors of getting education out to you all. So just a quick shout out to Bree, Carter, Benjamin, Alex, Michael, Mistress London, David and Mike. Y'all are awesome. We love you guys. Thank you. Really appreciate it. So today... We're going like really back to the basics, like super, super basic of um, not high school. Uh, what am I thinking of? Sex ed? No. Thank you. Anomic aphasia. <laughs> right? So like not like like sex health or fuck high school health class. Like I, I try to purge that because that was seriously so unhelpful. Oh, oh my God. It was like really just the physiological. Like it, w it was just like, hey this body part does this, that body part does that. Sometimes when they get together, there's a new body part made and that's a human baby. Like, cool. <laughs> that's really all I remember from high school, high school health. Mm. Um, they never talked on like the, the social emotional part of sexuality or anything. So we're really going to pull this back and, and you know, we deep dive and sometimes we do some really scary things that if someone is not like really ready for that i guess uh, what's the word 
a sex freak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's kind of like, hey, I just, I, I tuned in or I want to just improve things slightly. Like I, I want like a safer place mm. to actually learn how to be sexually well. What does that look like as an adult? What does sexual wellness look like? If you could put a definition to it right now, Brady, what would it be? I, I don't really know that me. Yes. Me. You? Yeah. You're you're sexually well? Yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not stigmatized to a point where I'm uncomfortable to ask my partner what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, she also cannot ask for what she needs. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't always go well. And sometimes we laugh. Yeah. But we're able to work through it and improve every time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say there's a level of growth there and, you know, like continual. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to the gym or, you know, like even if you were to to put it in the, like, if you're just teaching yourself a new craft, like how to knit. Yeah. You can always improve your knitting. So it's a practice. It's not like I have achieved sexual wellness. Like, like it's, it's like I am always trying to. Yeah. It's like a point. Mental health, right? Mm -hmm. You don't stop going to therapy. Your therapist doesn't usually look at you and say, you're done. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Here's your certificate. (laughs) I mean, there might be times where you don't need it as much as others, but yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's about maintenance, right? I feel like if it's like emotional and physical health, as well as the absence of sexual hangups. Okay. So there's definitely like the, the absence of like the negative things, but you also had like an, a, so no negative or less negative, but you also talked about positive. I feel like when we learned about sexual health, um, it was really just, let's just avoid the negative, the disease, pregnant, unplanned pregnancies. And like, that mm, was it. Yeah. You know, it was never like, this is what, healthy sexual people do and Mm. i uh, did that sentence ever come out of anyone's mouth i want to talk about that like what do healthy sexual people do that is such a good point yeah what does having a healthy sexual appetite maybe look like when you feel that it's maybe off center or not there with at least what you think it should be where do you even start and how do you start so Um, the World Health Organization actually defines sexual wellness as a state of physical, emotional, mental, and social well-being in relation to sexuality. It is not merely the absence of disease, dysfunction, and infirmity. So they're, you know, they straight up already said, like, it's, they have that positive side and you know, the negative side, they're kind of looking at, we're not just avoiding this stuff. We also want more of this good stuff. Yeah. If I'm going to like really put it in layman's terms today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so looking at that definition, where do you think, think, fuck, it's going to be hard to talk. <laughs> where do you think you fall within that now that you've kind of had like an actual de- written definition? Mm, Brady, can you scroll back up a little bit so I can I see can, the whole thing? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so I think I have a pretty healthy, like, physical state, emotional state, mental state, um, absence of disease. I think that I have some sexual dysfunction based on just, like, I don't know, the, the social norms I was raised with. Mm um but you're just, aware of those uh, yeah i'm aware of my dysfunction now mm-hmm. and I, i'm aware that things could be healthier and i'm working on it yeah so yeah i, I don't know how to sum that up i would <laughs> no you're fine no i'm just kind of curious like what stood out to you what do you relate to i think definitely like always when i think of like sexuality um you know and being safe or like healthy it really was like disease like as long as i wasn't diseased I, I was okay sexually uh-huh. but now i'm like oh my god that's like the tiniest piece of it and even then there's so many treatments and medical things that we, you know like it's it's not as scary as it once was and it's you know we should be putting more energy and intention to actually like 
define what does that mental and emotional side look like too. I don't know. So, you know, there's, there's, if you're thinking, I want all of our listeners to really think, where do you feel you land on that definition or the sexual wellness spectrum? You know, where do you want to improve and grow on? And we'll kind of, I'm going to break it down into a few, like few sections um, too, if that helps, you know, where do you want to start? But while I was kind of doing some research for this episode, I found this really interesting statistic that was um, in an article from Forbes magazine that says, does sexual well-being lead to better life and leadership skills? Which I was like, what is this? Like, let's (laughs) read this. Anyway, but it actually says research confirms that sexual satisfaction affects relationship satisfaction, which is key to earning potential. For example, in one longitudinal, longitudinal, oh, I did say it it. the first time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Harvard study, the data revealed that fulfilling relationships are key to happiness, health, and longevity. And not only that, those with the most fulfilling relationships earned an average of $141,000 a year. That's so interesting. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? So if you have better like sex, ha- better checks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> Where did you hear? Like, did you just think of that? Yeah. Oh, I love you, Brady. That's what I do. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I, I do. do. That's why we keep you around. <laughs> right. You and your gray sweatpants today. Love it. You said my butt looked cute in these sweatpants. I did. I said, that, you know, and that yeah. compliment was very genuine. It really meant something to me because I bought them and I was like trying to be all gray sweatpant cute for Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she noticed. <laughs> no. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, well, you need to bend over in front of her more than. I think if I'd have been doing the dishes when I tried them on and Ooh, not just sort of yeah. like shaking it at her, it probably would have been better. <laughs> I probably. totally agree. Yeah. So yeah. that's on me. That's yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We are. <laughs> we're here to learn. Yeah. That's what we're here for today. Yeah. yeah. Better sex, better checks. I okay. fact, yeah. Okay. So I find fantastic. this fascinating. Like. But I also relate to it because I, you know, as like my relationships have improved, my um, income has gone up significantly. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of actually break that down in why. Okay, today. good. Yeah. I want to know the why. Okay. It. Yeah. So I, I, this is what I do. This is what I love, you guys. Like, I, I'm like super excited to share this with everybody. Um, so the reason I chose even the verbiage of wellness versus health it's because they're different you know there's like a different level there's a different um you're looking at like holistic wellness you know it's this big picture thing and a lot of these things are related and they bleed into each other and um so the best way to look at it in most place most practices i guess and anyone who talks about wellness there's at least six to eight dimensions that they talk about. So these are the areas of wellness. Um, So it's that social, emotional, physical, environmental, intellectual, spiritual, occupational, and financial. So those are going to be the eight dimensions that I'm going to touch on. Um, And how do those even relate to sex? Like, okay. But uh, when you can balance all of those areas when you know one isn't like screaming it's unhealthy or anything you know because they're going to trickle into everything else that's actually the behind story of why i named my business the way i did my business is called balance your wellness Mm because i wanted people to balance their areas their dimensions of wellness okay you know it wasn't just coming to me to lose weight it was coming to me like let's look at all these different areas so we're looking at a lot of these areas in with the lens of relationships and sexuality it's actually can make a lot of sense so for example you know we we talk a ton about the social implications and and like the connectedness people have socially on a sexual level how to communicate how to set boundaries like we've had specific episodes just on those two Mm -hmm. things you know so we're very specifically building that one area um but there's so many other you know social things you know we 
that can even go into being happy being single or um, being in a polyamorous relationship. Like think of your social well-being. What goes into that and how does that affect your sexuality? Do you need more? Do you need less? Like do you need to increase your communication skills? Do you need to increase your boundaries? So just kind of breaking it down. Any examples come to mind when I say social wellness and sexuality? You kind of listed a lot. Sorry, I didn't mean to take all of those for you. <laughs> How about you, Brady? Anything that... You took them all. I took them all? You took them all. <laughs> um, it can even be like language that we use mm. with other people. Um, how uh, we refer to sex and intimacy with somebody else. So it could even be like the approach of it too. That's that social component that comes in. Okay. So, you know, just thinking of, you know, I just take your own mini inventory of where you're at with your social wellness when thinking in, in that sexual lens, right? But we'll keep moving on. And because they're all interrelated. So then you have emotional wellness and thinking of your emotional state. So we've even had episodes on like shame mm. and excitement and having that emotional state of do you are you do you recognize your own feelings when they come up? And then can you realize if you're unable to recognize those feelings in yourself or in others? So here's the emotional and social, how they relate. So um, looking that in others, um, there might be a blockage of having that sexual wellness. Like you, it's hard to have that without those pieces. Am I making sense? Am I just talking? No, I think you're making sense. <laughs> I have, I can't see your facial expressions a whole lot with my sunglasses on. You're, you're making sense. I think, <laughs> I think we're both brave enough to stop you okay. if we don't understand something right. you're saying. So, okay. Yeah. So to recap so far, we're talking about the eight dimensions of wellness. Mm -hmm. And so far you've covered the social, social and emotional dimensions. And you're saying these are all interconnected. And if you want to take a holistic approach, you need to assess each one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because sometimes I need to slow down. When I get really excited about something, I'm going to okay. be like, we're rolling. You guys better board this train because I'm taking <laughs> off. Um, but then, you know, we can go to the very basics of sex and sexuality. And that's, you know, like physical. I mean, that's that's where we talk about like in high school health class. They're typically talking about the sexual or sorry, the physical side of sex. Mm -hmm. They're and just talking it. about anatomy and physiology. And that's all they say right but there can be quite a bit of other things that go into that physical side that can hurt or help your sexual wellness you know like are you exercising and exercise also bleeds into emotional health you know like you can get um feel better and be happier when you're exercising um you know but there's also things such as like pain management like for physical or um ed too mm -hmm. so there's a lot of other things um that kind of can contribute to that physical side of sexuality that can cause an imbalance in wellness and feeling well and feeling healthy in that sexual side of you but um I'll, I'll move to the next dimension just to kind of get a full picture real fast. And then if you guys wanted to go back in and deep dive in any area or even talk about how the areas interrelate with each other. But there's environmental. So even like the thinking of your environment, like do you have a private space to be intimate with yourself or with others? Um, or is it cold? Too cold? <laughs> We've talked about that several times, you know, like if we're not comfortable um, with our environment, but also, you know, that can even be like, um, right now we have a new puppy who sleeps with us and I call her my 
fuzzy cock block. I was really wondering what that was. Yeah, I was thinking, weren't you? Yeah, I was like, is I was this trying a, to think of all of the I, things. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. Was that this are a fuzzy. grooming issue or like <laughs> that? Really is too. You get too excited about your weighted blanket. Like I dislocated my shoulder with a weighted blanket, <laughs> right? So I was like, <laughs> I was really excited about my weighted blanket, and so I was like, maybe she got a weighted blanket too. Yeah. Sort of like pulled her neck and was like, ah, I was not gonna be able to fool around tonight. Yeah. <laughs> But truly, hey, there's that physical side coming in. But yeah, like I hadn't, you know, taking the time and energy to set up, is your environment even conducive to a healthy sexual, you know, like a, a, it's a good sexual experience? Yeah. yeah. So that's just one more thing you can pay attention to and that you have this autonomy to choose and to change and improve on or... Um, or not, and work on something else if something else is screaming louder. Right now, currently, it's our environmental for myself and my spouse. Like, because of the new dog. Because of the new dog. Okay, not We're the trying- LASIK. It's not him giggling when you're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, this could be that too. You know, I have some really sexy eye shields I have to tape to my face at night so I don't rub my eyes in my sleep too. It's it's all sorts of lovely, right? <laughs> but it's temporary it's very temporary the dog kind of seems like she's gonna be hanging around for a little bit so i'm like we need to start conditioning her to be somewhere else i was gonna say if a dog was getting in the way of my sex life i think i would hire a trainer (laughs) immediately it's not that she's not trainable like it's just that like it was convenient for her to stay with us because she's still having to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and we chose not to um kennel her or trainer kennel train her and so anyway she now can sleep through the middle of the night or through the night so now we need to change it and it's just now like this now is my priority i am verbally announcing this to all who is listening i'm going to be working on this environmental area in my life to improve my sexual wellness um excellent but then we move on to like intellectual like this is another part of you holistically intellectual like this is you're taking your time to learn new things you are listening to this podcast you're learning something about sexual sex and sexuality right like that's already a way that you can there's other ways you know reading books watching movies um anything like even porn could be a way to explore that and like that's where i always watch the end of porn not always but sometimes i'm curious i'm just feeling that intellectual side of my sexuality i used to listen to like one of the things that i think made me successful at sex in high school was listening to an old school radio program called love line mm-hmm. with adam carolla and dr drew yeah so many people know that one yeah loved it mm-hmm. and i would just like lay in bed the night before you know like i'm getting ready to go to to bed for school and i'd lay in bed and i'd listen to that and i'd go to school and be like who am i gonna try this out on (laughs) (laughs) but i mean there i know a lot of people who love to read books like on sexuality and improving relationships and that's a huge part of that intellectual piece you know you're intentionally putting effort in there to improve that area you're Um, listening wow i did not mean to click I did not mean to click on that. I'm sorry. Brady's getting a little click happy. It's okay. We love him. (laughs) All good. Um, Then we kind of move to the spiritual side. And this, again, we're looking at the holistic person. Some people struggle to connect to the spiritual side or even see it or even say that it's there. What are you looking at me for? I am. I'm looking at you (laughs) because I know you... not struggle, but you um, can't connect to this type of thought and belief. Correct? Um, Spirituality? I think you just have a healthy skepticism. Yeah, I have a, yeah, I feel like I'm connected with as much spirituality as there can be. As you can. Yeah. Allow and it that's to be. fine. It's going to yeah. be different for everyone. Sure. Exactly. Uh, well, that's but. why I wanted you to share your experience on that because as soon as someone hears spirituality, they're like, oh, f- church, fuck that. Yeah. You know, and shut off immediately because that's their um, definition of spirituality. But being a spiritual being, sure. Um, really, I connect with that. 
um, definition in, this is my connectedness to myself and others and other energy. So, I mean, there's a, a, you know, it's kind of like we're all connected in this world. We're all, we all share this space. That's how a lot of times, um, like, and I even can picture like atoms moving about. That's how I personally have been able to connect with the spirituality concept. Mine's a little bit more like the matrix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different. I mean, and it's, it's not tangible. Still works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, typically it's really hard to explain because there isn't a, a tangible measurement like physical that you can, you can measure. Even emotional sides are hard to sometimes to get measurements on mm. you know there's not a tool that says you're this level of happy or excited you know you can say you feel this but anyway so again it's just one that's typically very difficult to connect with because um either um stigma or, or negative experiences with religion or anything like that but yeah. um other use you could use Tantra, though, yes. to connect to that side of your sexuality, as we just learned in the last episode. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that in. Exactly. So, And I am thinking about starting a religion. Oh, yeah. I'm just, totally down. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Just f- purely focused on sex and sexual What's the energy? flavor of Kool-Aid that we're drinking? I'm just kidding. Cherry? It's sex Cher- flavored. Ew, it's sex flavored <laughs> Kool Aid. I love it. No, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, but so, so I wanted to just take a minute to kind of like give that some time and thoughts. A lot of people just shut it down. Mm-hmm. There's different ways that you can look at it. It's just looking outside of yourself. It's not quite that social because, you know, that's actually person to person. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just bigger than you, even if you want to think of like nature or um, vibrations, anything like that. So, again, lots of different ways to look at it and it's how you connect with that. But moving on, there are there's the occupational dimension of wellness and this, you know, is everything, you know, how do you earn in living? What are your hobbies? Um, so this bleeds into your sexuality and your sexual wellness by are you holding, you know, too much time and energy for your hobbies and work that you're not allowing yourself to be a sexual being? Mm. And is that cutting you off from uh, sexual wellness if you're happy with that level that's you know again this is very personalized um you know is work schedule requirements affecting your relationship um work's probably the biggest problem in my relationship mm-hmm. my sexual relationship yeah. i think that's so common yeah. yeah i feel like that's the biggest stressor whether it's i'm having issues at my work or my wife is having issues at her work so that, yeah. yeah, that's a, a stress and emotional piece working together with that occupational, but also like you can even think of like work schedules. I know you guys struggle, Brady, you and your spouse struggle to kind of match up sometimes mm-hmm. that time off, you know, and I can relate to that as well sure. or, or just putting so much time and energy and I do get fulfilled from work so easily yeah. that I forget to save some of that. Like I need to reserve some of that time and energy I pour into growing myself um, in my work that I'm like, I still want to grow myself with my, you know, in my sexual and relationship and, and partnership. Um, so that's another area that I would like to, obviously hobbies of podcasts sometimes are a little <laughs> cock block too, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just looking at it in a different way. Like how many times do you even consider work you have to just prioritize mm -hmm. your sexual health and sometimes it's it's a constant shift of priorities you're constantly looking at all these different Mm. areas and you're saying okay today or right in this moment i am taking the time yes i still want to save some energy but i you know like this is so it's just this continual but until you're aware of how many 
I guess not how many areas, but the different types of areas yeah. that affect and what they bleed into. But I, the, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm a master over scheduler. Mm-hmm. Same, <laughs> yeah. same. I am. I hit the ground running every single day and I need to like whew, take time. <laughs> like how much am I affecting every other area and, and that whole balance of it all. Yeah. But well, yeah. sometimes for me, it's easy to get upset at Jamie Mm-hmm. Be like, well, we're not fucking because you started a new job, so you mm-hmm. need to sort your shit out, and then I'll get busy at work, and I'll kind of do the same thing where it's sort of like, or I'll, it, it turns into the opposite thing where it's like, I don't sort my shit out mm. and take care of her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at that, what would you feel like would be the first area you could put some energy into to shift that? Uh, I try to be more understanding with her because I know that like she's she's stressing pretty yeah. much all the time with her new job. So, so that's so, a little bit of the social emotional side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show some compassion to her and yourself. Yeah. And the, the trick of it is too is to actually get what I need. I need to do what she needs, which mm-hmm. is just sort of be there and be supportive. And then that sometimes translates into. I really like what Rocky suggested in the last episode where you know he said if you if your partner seems like they're too stressed out or never in the mood or whatever then attend to them physically and serve them in a different way create an environment in which they would want to get romantic or intimate you know so think about like how their body's feeling right now is it all stressed out you know is there something i can take off your plate let me do the dishes you don't have to or whatever Mm mm-hmm yeah, kind of, and you know, there's one last area of of at least dimension that we'll speak of today, and that's the financial. Um, you know, there's the stresses of making money and making ends meet. You know, um, but there's also you know people who who pay for intimacy too. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you want to make sure? And if you, that's a healthy way for you to be, you know, sexually well that's a piece that you have to always consider mm-hmm. if finances are, are another thing that affects you. If um, you feel like the only reason your partner is with you is for financial gain, that's going to put mm-hmm. some heavy things on that sexual. Well, just holistic person, you know? And so it's just, it's just really important to kind of consider how all of these little pieces can tip the scales into Mm. negative side of sexual wellness and intimacy and relationships um create an imbalance yeah yeah so it's never like hey i i feel great in every area i'm good to go i don't have to work on anything but it's more of looking at all of them how do they play within each other and what can i do right now Mm. what's my important step or what's my first step And instead of saying, you know, a lot of people think it's just that social piece. If I could just put better boundaries, it's I'm good. When really it's probably actually more of an intellectual, you know, maybe they just didn't know how to um, be intimate besides one way. Mm. And that's, you know, so it's this actual like slight ignorance piece that's actually tripping them up and continually that frustration Mm. that negative loop of frustration and blame and you know i'm just never going to be sexually well or satisfied or anything so as you're looking at this list um anything jump out to you that either of you guys would like to work on or haven't considered as part of it Brady, you want to scroll down just a little bit? We kind of lost half the list. Or up. Up. Sorry, excuse me. Wrong direction. That I want to work on personally? Or just that you see, maybe even in other people that you're like, you know, I could see where a lot of people maybe ignore this fact. And that's maybe why they're... I kind of of mentioned mine already with the occupational stresses. I, I want to work on the spiritual piece because I... That's something I really haven't connected to in years, but I'm working on it. I think it's like for a while, 
when I figured out there was no God, <laughs> I, um, I just kind of eschewed all spirituality and, you know, thought I had a lot of like negative, um, negative ideas yeah. and judgments. I had a lot of negative judgments about it. And since then I've kind of missed that side of me. Mm. Yeah. Cause it's still uh, part of yeah. a whole person. Right. I, and I want to reconnect with this. it somehow. So I think sex is a good way for me to connect through that because it's an area of my life. I feel very comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And so. you enjoy, and it's a, it's a positive feedback loop for you. You know, it's not this gotta get out of my side outside of my comfort zone just to start this thing you know Mm -hmm. it's um i tell i could tell you for a long time it was emotional was constantly the area that tripped me up you know so much shame yeah me too that really just held so much space and it actually came out in a physical way Mm. where not being able to climax not even um being able to be there physically. It's almost like you, you go away for a minute. Oh, and you for have sure. Audit, you know, and, and how these things all affect each other. Um, the, I think the communication piece is always one that a lot of people like go to as like, hey, we just need to communicate better, but not being really versed in, a few of the other dimensions and how other things affect each other. And really maybe it could be financial things. And it's just like, Hey, I'm, I'm so stressed about how we're going to pay for bills that I just can't. Yeah. You know, like that's the priority for me. So sex seems like it's actually, or I'm using sex to fulfill a stress relief because of financial and so no, now it's an unhealthy balance. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of seeing, and really we can look at sex to fulfill any voids in any of these areas could be easily, you know, done. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's like, Hey, I'm unfulfilled at my job. So I'm going to find fulfillment sexually. Sex. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we can look at all of these areas, but Really what I love to look at is how do they play together and like the double dipping activities, you know, it's like, okay, Mm. um, mm, anything (laughs) with double. Mm. (laughs) I got excited too. I just wasn't as close to my microphone. (laughs) Double dipping. So, so like double dipping, you know, where it's just like, Hey, let's make an intellectual social activity to improve our sexuality. So it's like, let's, my partner and I are reading a book that talks about sexuality we're being social and we're fueling that intellectual and like you know that can even feed into other things where it's um brady can you please go up again i need to look at the list <laughs> thanks <laughs> and my examples you know or it's uh oh i got the i almost called it remote it's a mouse <laughs> thank you welcome i i gotta control it all now (laughs) um but yeah so that's why i like to call like the double dipping activities where you're actually being intentional and how can i reach a couple of these or um because then it's one source of energy but i'm creating two positive outcomes that just bleed into each other yeah thank you for saying perfect i'm like did i even explain that no it was great it was just like double penetration (laughs) yeah but so getting those needs met (laughs) (laughs) so really just looking at these and like taking that inventory and like what do i enjoy even like hey i'm really strong in that physical side or something i can still like it doesn't mean i have to shelve that and work on everything that's low that scores maybe lower or that is you know it's still being mindful of all of them. Mm. I have to fuel every area and be intentional with how I spend my energy to make sure I'm not forgetting some of these areas Yeah, to be balanced. Really? So before we move on, yes, you were going to tell us how do we make a lot of money by having great sexual relationships? I was. Yeah. 
Sex and checks, yo. Oh, sex, sex and checks. <laughs> <laughs> why, like, why is that relationship true? Why is there a positive correlation between good sexual health and good financial health? Because they fuel each other. So if you think your sexual health, so back to that research that said um, sexual satisfaction affects relationship satisfaction, which is key to earning potential. So it's almost kind of like they feed into each other. So if you're looking at this, sometimes these eight dimensions as like a circle, you know, they almost kind of like trickle into the next one mm-hmm. um, because you are being intentional with your relationships if you're fueling your relationship, most likely you're looking at that emotional, that physical, that environmental. You're already being intentional with some of that. And like if you're aware of how those already fuel into each other and how to do it, typically you're pretty aware on how to make an earning. Okay. So I think what I'm hearing you say is that individuals who are more self-aware are also more likely to one have healthy relationships and sexual relationships and two how to make a good living essentially okay all right yeah sorry it's not this big secret (laughs) (laughs) can't just snap my fingers and make you yeah what was that basically if you get your shit together you're gonna make more money and probably have better sex yeah yeah i mean you can prioritize if you prioritize money first So this is almost a bit of a like step process. If you prioritize money first, your relationships will probably falter. Well, that's why I'm so curious about it, right? Is because is there a causational relationship here or just a correlational one? Because I think you can argue almost either point. Well, because if it is correlational, then you, I don't know, you could just say, well, Look at all these like high earners. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm curious if, yeah, if it could work either direction. Yeah. I think causational I'm, is really how I related to that information a little bit more. Like if you were putting intentional effort to strengthen yeah. relationships and you have a strong relationship that gives you more um, opportunity and more, um, What's the word I'm thinking of? I mean, I guess I can just say energy too, of being able to build your occupational and financial wellness. See, I think it's maybe even more simple than that. I think it's possibly that um, people who are in unhealthy um, emotional relationships and who are sexually frustrated have a hard time concentrating on their job. Ooh, yeah. I know I did. They all when when things were rough yeah. for me, I had a really hard time focusing on work enough to be an effective worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ladies, if you want your men to make more money, put in the effort. Wow. <laughs> oh Brady. my God, Brady. Where's the dick that I can slap you with? Right? <laughs> That's why I put them all on the shelf. <laughs> They're um, all within arm's reach, Mariah. No, I think it's, I, I mean, I cracked a joke, but yeah. but if you're, if, you know, you and your partner are actively working together, whether you're men or women or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're actively working together to be better people already, then it seems like that financial success might follow. Yeah. Or just walk away from a shitty relationship yeah, so get that you yourself can focus on better things and maybe have yeah. a better relationship. Yeah. But it'd be, it's cool. It's cool to think about and really, and they actually have like this study that kind of just show that there was some type of connection one way or another. I mean, there's always the, the people on the, the outline, outliers that are you know billionaires who are miserable in their relationships but they are the one in very few this is looking at quite a few chunk of people you know if we're looking at that bell curve they're the ones in the but see i think it actually works the opposite way too because i find that when i have plenty of money and i'm not worried about money mm-hmm. then i have like the time and space to devote to you know like I can throw money at the more minor problems oh my house is dirty I'll just hire somebody to clean it now I have time to go out on a date 
I think there's definitely an earner's threshold too in there. You know, it's like if you make within, you know, like this, if you're struggling to make ends meet, you're probably going to, you know, that's where it bleeds out into I'm stressed and being open and and having fostering that relationship is difficult because I'm stressed about this financial thing. Because most of the eight dimensions of wellness that you Mm -hmm. mentioned, um, the things that hamper that wellness are stressors. Mm hmm. Yeah. Essentially, like it, that's what it all boils down to is do you have stressors in your life that are keeping you in your head and preventing you from focusing on a healthy sex yeah. life? Yeah, this just defines, defines it a little bit into those like just categorized categories. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm stressed, but am I really stressed about work? Or am I stressed about the money that I'm not making at right. work? Right. Am I? Yeah. So it just kind of pinpoints a little bit and you can start defining where you can put your energy to create better, healthier patterns. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just, I, I like looking at them because it makes sure that I am looking at everything instead of just my physical wellness, physical wellness. Cause I think that's probably a lot of ones that, and we yeah. are getting a little bit better with like emotional and mental health. Um, and kind of like really looking at that and how does that affect everything right now? So where, yeah, it's just looking at that whole person and that, um, but before we take up too much time yeah. thinking of all those eight dimensions, I really wanted to, to highlight some of the practices that, that people who report having optimal sexuality, just an amazing sex life, absolutely love it that like couldn't be better you know like these were the people that reported this and this was from a 2009 study that says you know the components of optimal sexuality um what were those themes and um so some of them or one of them was being present or focused on the sexual experience so you're actually intentionally being there um you know, I kind of also think of they don't have specific expectations either. So it's just kind of like you're being there present in the moment instead of saying like my expectation is I get off kind mm-hmm. of thing. So mm-hmm. I kind of was like, at least that's how I personally interpreted it. Interpreted. <laughs> um, having a strong connection was another one. So this isn't just, you know, random sex. Like it's like you've had strong emotional connection. Yeah. Some type of connection. Um, And that doesn't mean that it has to be a certain time period or anything. It's just being able to define it as strong, deep intimacy. What do you think that would be? Or do you have an example? I think it's a willingness to be vulnerable with your partner, right? That usually fosters intimacy, just being willing to open up about whatever the fuck is going on in your head. Lots of trust in there too. Yeah. Um, communication and empathy. We already talked about communication as part of that social, um, dimension of wellness, but, um, and then empathy is also like just that connectedness. So even like empathy could also be argued as like that spiritual component too, because like, that's how, you know, you show vulnerability and accept others in their own vulnerability. That's what I was going to say is that it's an element of intimacy Yeah, because it's like saying to your partner, Hey, whatever it is you're going through, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really like looking at it that way. Another one was being true to yourself while in the moment. And I thought that was really interesting because, um, you know, maybe at one point or another, um, the reason I didn't have... And I actually had really poor sexual health. Like I won't even say it wasn't, I couldn't even call it health, <laughs> sexual illness was, it was just kind of like, oh, I just needed to do this for someone else. Like I did not, didn't think of my needs in that moment, wasn't able to recognize them, um, performed for someone else. Like, and that just took away from the entire experience and it wasn't a, mutually beneficial Mm -hmm. thing and so i think that's really what is important is you have to be in tune aware and honoring your voice i think so many of us women lose our voice Mm -hmm. and oh god that's so fucking important yeah 
Yeah, I think so too. And I think obviously that's why it was listed for a reason. Um, feelings of euphoria. Yeah, I'll free? just I'll just do that. Yeah, right. I'm like, can you relate to this? Yeah. Um, like, I I struggled. I'm not quite sure, like, what, how to connect that with that personally. Do you guys have any? I mean, sometimes I feel feelings of euphoria during great sex. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't know how feelings of euphoria create great sex yeah Does that makes sense i, kind of I feel like it's that's a, like proof in the pudding like you know you're having great sex when you're experiencing like mm. but i don't want to say like you can't have great sex without euphoria so i don't know it, it's just something listed from the study again i just wanted to I'm not saying that they're completely right i think they're saying do drugs <clears throat> and have sex that's Ooh, what yeah. i'm hearing and i get behind All that for those. 100%. Yeah. percent mm-hmm. um Sex needs to be an adventure. So having Hell that yeah. definition of being adventurous and, and willing to explore. Yeah, I looked at Amanda and Henry the other day and I was like, can we have some really, really dirty sex tonight? Because it's been, frankly, vanilla. <laughs> and they both laughed because we have a threesome every night. But like, if you've had a threesome every night for months... Mm-hmm. It's been at some point. It's you vanilla. get it routine sometimes. It's routine, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's just being able to to go outside, push the limits that you're comfortable with, that you're comfortable with. So that's why I was like, that's kind of what started this whole thought of this episode, anyway. Because it's like people do want to push the limits and they do want to look at sex as an adventure, but we're like super adventurous if you're looking at that spectrum <laughs> mm. you know and so it's like kind of what a, what's yeah. something to kind of start that adventure and i, I think guess it's just yeah. Oh, sorry yeah Go I, I was gonna say i guess i lose sight of that because i feel like i hang out with a bunch of sexually adventurous people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why i kind of have to remember that like i'm like oh my gosh i i am on and i'm still probably the most vanilla in this room <laughs> But you're still outside the bell curve. But I'm still quite far out of the bell curve if you're looking at Utah norms, too. Oh, for sure you are. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's You're not really, on the chart. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, surrendering yourself to your partner. So again, you know, we're going into trust mm. and, and just being able to have that level of... Safe BDSM yeah, play. I don't. I can't. I I get to put down the shield. I don't have to. You guys, safe words. Um, I, I like. I felt your vibe on that one. I was like, I was, and I was thinking about the yeah, exact same yeah. thing. And then as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, she read my mind. Because <laughs> they're so funny. But yeah, and then in experiencing intense pleasure, I feel like this is really related to that whole feelings of euphoria. But also, have you been able to experience pleasure while having sex or being intimate? And and some people, you know, they actually say no to that. Oh, for and sure. There so are a lot of people that it. have yeah. obligatory sex mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, they just, um, their, their response is pretty muted because... They have all of those like other issues that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of their, you know, their areas of wellness just probably aren't aligning and, mm-hmm. and not intentional to align. And maybe it's not important to them either. Well, it might be a lack of awareness too, that there's something yeah. better out there. Cause I think that was true for me for a long time. Like I had humdrum sex because I didn't know. Well, because the, the only thing someone taught me was sex was this physical response. Yeah. That's really yeah. what it went. And I didn't realize how much else went into it to have a good experience, a healthy, a well experience. Yeah. Holistically well. And then um, the last one, and it came with a couple cliff notes, was <laughs> having a strong physical attraction to your partner. And, you know, this goes with... Um, that physical attraction, you know, changes sometimes like, mm-hmm. I'm loving my husband's gray beard right now. You guys I'm loving this, but he didn't have that when we were first married. I mean, he didn't even have a beard, you know? And so it's just kind of being willing to learn and grow with your partner too. 
and um, well, you're finding lovely. the things you do enjoy instead of yeah. nitpicking the things that you're like, oh, I'd wish you'd cut your hair or wouldn't <laughs> have cut your hair. Or And I'm, I'm doing really safe things right now because I know a lot of people probably go to some of the major things of the beauty ideals and stuff. Mm. And, and I'm not about that. I am very much about body image. So I'm avoiding things because I don't even care to promote those things on my podcast, on our podcast. Yes. But, yeah. Sexy is not a dress size. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, just finding that. Thank you guys. And taking it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, cause you couldn't, you weren't following. Oh, no, sorry. no, no. Oh. I, mean, I, I appreciated the compliment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a struggle. You know, I've, I've had some struggles the yeah. last year or two yeah. with physical fitness and so. me and my wife got chunky together. We still love each other. <laughs> I say we're squishy. <laughs> we we cuddle better yeah right yeah, there's less Aww. gaps and hard places <laughs> but even when they're so you know and it's um just having that strong physical attraction goes both ways mm-hmm. so it's emulating what you are comfortable with and happy and pleased about and you can change that for yourself too um and then your partner buys into it they really do you know, so if you're constantly saying, oh, I wish I was um, three inches taller or had bigger boobs or anything, you know, that your partner listens to that and maybe they think that's what they should value instead of saying, I love who I am. And, you know, this is um, other things. So I always think about Bette you Midler. Can build that attraction. Sorry, is what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. I, you need to explain. I always think about Bette Midler when, when I think about um, how our self-image affects how other people see us. Like, she is a boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And Love she doesn't her. give a single fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be like Bette Midler. Like, she's you know kind of short and rotund and doesn't fit the hollywood mold of not at all yeah but still not rocks at that all. shit oh my god absolutely like she's just graceful she and, knows herself mm-hmm. so confident you would never hear her i imagine you would ne- my version of bet midler in my head you would hear her <laughs> trash talking herself yeah yeah. You know, and so as a result, everyone is attracted to her on some level. They may not be like, well, she's the hottest thing around and I want to fuck her, but but just they have that respect. And if she was tra- trash talking herself, it would be like constructive. Like <laughs> you did good, but we're going to work on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just I, I really wanted to point out that like sexual wellness is for everyone in any capacity no matter where you're at on that um, vanilla versus extreme <laughs> spiciness, yeah, um, scale, and and with us always being so comfortable to really go on that far side of that spectrum and really talk about what people aren't aware of, what they don't know, um, what might be scary or intimidating is really can be safe and fun and adventurous. But that doesn't mean that because you're um, closer to the other side of the spectrum that you're wrong or boring or not sexually well at all. Yeah. And I hope no one has ever taken that message from our podcast. And if they had, I, I truly am sorry because that was never our intention. We love to share things and educate others on things they don't know about and or never and or have never talked about. And sometimes those are the more extreme cases. But really, everyone has the capacity to have optimal sexual health. Absolutely. And that's, that's within your capacity and, and your choice and um, all the things. But So thanks for letting me get on my, my soapbox. Yeah, this is, this is what I love to do. This is what I do um, a lot in my, in my coaching. You know, we look at those eight dimensions. We take self inventories, you know, where would you like to start? And then kind of have the guide of a coach that helps you think of ways that maybe you hadn't thought of or had been closed off to anyway. But that was just our sexual wellness 101 episode. <laughs> Love it. So thank you for letting me share. Yeah. And Mariah, if our listeners want to get in touch with us, where do they do that? They can email us. And we love when we get mail. 
um, at saltysexcast at gmail.com. They can also follow us on Facebook. And I love that too, because then you can easily share posts and share the podcast with friends and interact with our posts. We absolutely love that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fun to hear what other people are experiencing, their questions. And that's one other way to do it. So that's at Facebook. And you just search Salty Sex Cast. We will come up. Mm-hmm. And we'll say hi. Yeah. And what if they want to financially support us, Mariah? Oh, we even love those people <laughs> even more. You can go to patreon.com. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Salty Sex Cast. Please search that way and or type in, sorry, into your address bar that way. We are not searchable because we're adult content. But again, just a really big special shout out to all of our, our current patrons and how much they've helped us and and really others. You know, they're not helping us. We're not gaining a financial anything from no, this. It goes straight back into the podcast. We don't put any of that money in our pockets. It just helps us get the word out to others and, and to grow that, that sexual well-being for everybody. And so they truly have been catalysts in that. So thank you guys yeah. so much. Um, but... I had another thought and it went bye-bye, so that's fine. We can just tie it up in a pretty bow and be done tonight. Well, (laughs) we hope everyone has a fantastic week Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next week. Stay sexy and salty. Bye. Yeah, and what's puberty? Puberty is when the hormones are released and the sperm is released. Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.